0: and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: I have to give Pastor Tim credit for this word because he said something last Sunday when he was preaching about the wise men. The wise men traveled to see Jesus. The Bible says they came from the east, and I did a little bit of research, and it said that they figured they traveled between four and 700 miles, they don't know exactly, by camel. No, that's a long way for a ride a camel. <laughs> I'm just saying. But when I was writing the title to this word, I wrote, Wise Men See Him. I intended to write, wise men seek him. But we got to see him before we seek him. When we really see him, we will seek him. So when Pastor Tim was preaching, this question came up in me. It said, How far are you willing to travel to see Jesus? Think about that. How far are you willing to travel to see Jesus? Matthew 13, verse 44. This is the story of where the man found that treasure hid in the field, and he sold everything to possess the treasure. That treasure was Jesus. Jesus. Then Matthew 13, 45 and 46, and 46 tells of the merchant who sold everything for the pearl of great price. So, how far are you personally willing to travel to see Jesus? To have an experience? To have an encounter? You see, years ago, before we came to Freedom Ministries, and right when Freedom was getting started. We traveled all over the country. We we spent lots, I was, took lots of vacations and down there at Pensacola to go to the revival. We traveled up into Missouri. One time we were planning to go to the Pensacola revival and a storm started coming in, but my vacation was already scheduled so Dana did some research and found a man that had been to the revival, that the revival was breaking out in his church in Missouri. So we just packed up everything and went to Missouri. We traveled for an encounter. But the traveling I'm talking about this morning, is not traveling all over the country. It's a different kind of traveling. I've got several questions. Just see if one of them fits. Are we willing to travel past our mind? Are you willing to travel past your mind to have an encounter with God? We dealt with it a little bit this morning in prayer. You know that God speaks to us, and we argue with him. Was that really you, God? I don't think that was God. God wouldn't tell me to do that. We got to travel past what our mind is saying to have an encounter with God. All of these people getting ministered to by Sister Julie, I had to travel past my mind because... I'm the pastor of the church. The pastor of the church does not ask for a prayer. He does his own prayer. I'm just saying, not on Sunday morning. <laughs> I had to travel past my mind to come and say, Elders, come pray for me. And it opened the door. You saw what it opened the door for. And another way we have to travel past our mind, let's look at Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. It says we don't war after the flesh. I've heard a person say this before. You know the Bible says that we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. I've heard people make, or someone make the statement, they did this to me, so I'm going to help them reap what they sow, because that's what the Bible says. They're going to help the scriptures come to pass. You ever been there? You want to help the scriptures come to pass. In reality, we've probably all had those thoughts to some degree. But we have to go past our mind because that is in your mind. You've done figured out a way to manipulate this word for your benefit. We've got to go past that. So, are we willing to go past our mind to have an encounter with God? Second question. Are we willing to travel past what is secure? Mark 10. Let's go to Mark 10, 17. Are we willing to travel past what is secure? This is the story of the man that had, plenty of mo- had lots of money, and Jesus told him, Says, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. I'm not going to read all of it because it's quite a bit. And give it to the poor and follow me. He went away and kept what he had. He was not willing to go past his possessions. And not only that, I think it's in verse, we get on over here into verse 29. let's start in verse 28 and says, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters, father and mother, wife, children, or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Are we willing to travel past our family for an encounter with God? Are we willing to travel past our friends for an encounter with God? Are we willing to travel past our house for an encounter with God? An example of that is uh, something that we've had to deal with You know, most of you know where we live. I like our house. We searched for years for a house that had a room on the back with windows. I'm talking about we searched for years. We wore real estate agents out. They'd say, well, this one's got a room on the back. We'd go in and look at it. There wouldn't be a window one. It'd be a big, huge fireplace, and it looked like a cave. That's not what I want. I want one where I can see. We literally did. They got tired of us showing us houses. But when we found this one, it's like, yep, this is it. We want this one. But, you know, several years ago, things looked like we might possibly be moving to Conway. As much as we liked our house, we were willing, if God said move, to sell that thing. We were willing to go past that. Are you willing to go past something, your security, to have an encounter with Jesus? Are we willing to travel past what is familiar? Let's go to 2 Kings. Are we willing to travel past what is familiar to us? 2 Kings 4, 2 Kings chapter 7. starting verse 3, 4. It says, And there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit here until we die? Here was a familiar place to them. They were familiar with here. Wherever they were sitting at, They were familiar with that. They were comfortable there. But they said, why sit here till we die? Then it says, if we say we will enter into the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, still here, then we will also die. Now, therefore, come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians, and if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but surely die. They didn't seem to have a whole lot of hope, did they? They talked more about dying than anything, but yet they were willing to get out of that familiar place and move, and they lived. They lived. Not only did they live, but they reaped the spoils of the enemy because God caused the enemies to flee. So they lived. Let's go to Matthew 14. Are we willing to travel past what is comfortable? Are we willing to travel past what is comfortable? Matthew 14, 33. Well, maybe I have the wrongs. Scripture wrote down, but that's okay matthew fourteen thirty three it's twenty nine is the one i'm looking for verse twenty nine no peter stepped out of the boat he stepped out of his comfort zone. When you know when you're in the, in the sea, a boat is a comfort zone. Stepping out on the water is not a comfort zone. Yeah. He stepped out of the boat in a comfort zone, out of his comfort. But the thing is, he stepped out of his boat on a word. Literally one word. My Bible says that when Jesus, right there in verse 29, and Jesus said, come. One word. One little four-letter word, and he got out of his comfort zone. Sometimes we want God to say, if thou shalt step out of the boat, I will uphold thee with my mighty hand. That sounds better. That sounds like, well, yeah, I think I can do that. But that's not what he said. Jesus actually just said, come. And he stepped out of his comfort zone. Sometimes we want an elaborate word from God. When it doesn't have to be elaborate, it can be real simple and plain. Are we willing to travel past fear? This is a big one right here. Are we willing to travel past fear? You know, because fear hides behind other things. It it manifests as fear sometimes, but it'll also manifest as I am reserved. That's not for me. I'm reserved. It it hides behind reasonings. I don't understand. God wouldn't ask me to do that. It doesn't make sense to my mind. And what about uh, Moses? You ever think about Moses? Got a million people following him. Comes up to the sea. And this army Egyptian army is pressing in behind all of them and he's got I don't know what a million people they say and here he is and God he asked God what to do what are we going to do and God tells him he says tell them to go forward and then God says then lift up your rod you imagine telling a million people it's got an army coming behind them to destroy him, I'll just walk off into the sea. It'll be okay. He had to press past that mind, press past fear, and say, y'all, march forward. And they did. They marched forward, and the sea opened. Hmm. Hmm. What about the woman with the issue of blood? She had to press past fear to encounter Jesus. She had to press past it. Because in her condition, she would have been stoned. If anybody had recognized that she was an outcast, they would have stoned her on the spot. But she pressed past fear To have an encounter with Jesus. Another excuse that we use. Jeremiah tried this one. God told him to go and prophesy. What did Jeremiah say? I'm nothing but a child. And that sounds logical. That makes sense because he was a child. But God addressed it as fear. God said, Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't fear them. So it was fear hiding behind, I'm not old enough. It hides behind, I'm not old enough. I don't know enough. I'm not qualified. Those are all fear. Fear talking. Number six. Are we willing to travel past doctrine? Let's go to Philippians 3, starting in verse 4. Are we willing to travel past our doctrine? Are we willing to travel past what we think we already know? This is the story of Paul... We know the story of Paul. Paul said, talking about himself, in verse 3. Philippians 3, verse 4. says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man think that he hath what he might trust in the flesh, I more. In other words, he's saying that I have more reason to trust in my flesh, in my thoughts, than anybody else. As he was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, and is touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church through the righteousness which is in the law blameless. But for what things were gained to me, those I, count, I counted loss for Christ. So, Paul said that everything that he had learned, he was willing to lay it down if it didn't line up with what the Word said. Everything he had learned, every doctrine he had learned, if it doesn't line up with what the Word says, are we willing to lay it down? Are we willing to lay it down? Paul had to unlearn and relearn. Sometimes we have to do that. We have to get in God's presence and unlearn some things. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Matthew chapter 6. Y'all may y'all might not like this one too much, but Matthew six, sixteen through eighteen. The question is, are we willing to travel past food for an encounter with God? Hmm. Matthew six sixteen says, and I, have, I fought this for years because I like to eat. I didn't even want people to mention the word fast. My ears would, I want to close them. <laughs> but it says, moreover, when you fast, not if. It doesn't say if you fast. It says when. So are we willing to tr- travel past food to have an encounter with God? So why do we have to give up food to have an encounter with God? Because it's a part of dying to the flesh. That's something every one of us love to do. And it's putting our, bringing our flesh into subjection to what God wants. I also preached a word many years ago, and the title of it was, A Chicken Leg or God. Well, really, a chicken leg or God. Sometimes we choose a chicken leg. Sometimes we choose a chicken leg, what that means in another aspect is we leave the presence of God to be the first at the restaurant. Hmm. Well. (laughs) We do. I'm just saying, we do. God's still moving. And we leave. I've seen that many times. Are we willing to travel past pride? James 4 tells us that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 16 says that pride goes before destruction. No pride can even hide behind false humility. I'm humble. I'm going to let you go get prayer. (laughs) because I don't want to be down there in front of everybody. I'm just saying. Seen that too. Probably done that. (laughs) But it says, are we willing to travel past our pride? I've had to travel past pride quite often. When we were being trained years ago by Pastor Aline, Apostle Aline. on prayer days, a lot of days I would be the only man here, and there'd be you know half a dozen ladies you know you're you're a man you're a ma- you're a man now, and God would say, "Roll on the floor in front of all these ladies." I'm a man, God. Lay down on the floor and roll. Roll this way a little ways and then roll back. I'll tell you, it breaks some pride. Say, get up and run. Uh, it breaks some pride. Are we willing to travel past pride? To have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, are we willing to travel past jealousy? Hmm. I heard a ooh on that one. <laughs> jealousy. Exodus twenty seventeen tells us one of the Ten Commandments: "Thou shalt not covet," and it lists some things not to covet, which We're not supposed to covet anything. Are we truly thankful when somebody else gets blessed? If you want to find out if you've got envy or jealousy, let somebody else get blessed, especially if you don't don't think they deserve it. See what rises up. Are we willing to travel past jealousy? Are we truly thankful... When someone else gets touched by God, are we willing to travel past prejudice? And I'm not talking about just skin color prejudice, because prejudice travels in any arena, in every area, it travels in every area. There have been people that wouldn't come to church here because we we had women pastors. Prejudice. Didn't care how much God was moving. I ain't going there. Just saying it travels in every area. Can you receive a word from somebody that you don't think is qualified to give you one? Prejudice. <laughs> I haven't seen you on your face enough to give me a word from God. Hmm. Prejudice. Are we willing to travel past it? Hmm. And here's a here's a big one. Are we willing to travel past my way? Are we willing to travel past my way? I want God to do it my way. Only problem is they don't say I want God to do it my way. They say he did it this way in the word. He did it this way in the scripture. So I want it done like that. I'll give you an example. People have received words to help them come up out of a situation. Matter of fact, I gave it to them. I gave them a word to help them come up out of a situation. But they're still in the situation to this day, and it's worse because they're waiting on God to do it miraculously. Miraculously. when in the process is where the miraculous would probably take place if they'd have stepped into the process an example is like i want to be i want healing i want my body to function properly but i want god to just boom there it is i'm i'm healed and i'm still eating oreos Instead of laying something down. <laughs> you know, we deal with this stuff, people. All of us. I had to deal with it to get my shoulder prayed for. I want God just, you, you can just do that. How about I want my debts canceled. You know, debt cancellation is in the Bible. I want my debts canceled, and God says, "Start paying that off a little at a time. Stop spending. Stop spending here, and put it here." Uh, now, that that wasn't God. I want God to just boom. There it is. Pay it off. Hmm. So are we willing to go past my ways? What about I I want to play an instrument like Pastor Dana does? I want to play the keyboard. So I'm just going to get her to lay hands on me, and then I'm going to sit down behind the keyboard one day, and here I go. That happens in every area. I want to preach like Apostle Angie. And one day she's going to lay hands on me and I'm just going to get up there and just flow in the Holy Ghost. There's a process. That's my way. She's practiced for years. Prayed for years. Got breakthroughs for years. So has Apostle Angie to do what she does. so are we willing to travel past my way to have an encounter with God you know the wise men they traveled to see you really think about who they traveled to see they traveled to see the king of the spirit realm and the natural realm that's who they went to see Everything I've mentioned and more, because there was some that we actually prayed about this some in prayer this morning, didn't know it was going to go that way. But there was some more stuff come out in prayer that all of these things that devil will use to block us, to keep us from having an encounter with Jesus. So we have to press past our reason. We have to press past our reason. To have an encounter with the Holy Ghost with Jesus. if any of these reasons hit your spirit and you want prayer, I want you to invite you to come down. Some of you to get past some stuff, I'm going to ask you, are you willing to run? Are you willing to jump, are you willing to shout? All of this will help you press past something that's keeping you from God. Y'all hear me holler every once in a while and go, "Woo!" You know, that that was birthed at prayer one day because I couldn't holler. Right there. I'm talking about literally right there. I know where it was at. There was a shout that started coming out of me, just very small. And, it, and the ladies on that prayer day, yeah, the ladies again, <laughs> gathered around me and put their hands on me, and I, and I reached a level of hollering that shook the rafters. I had to travel past my way. I had to push past something that didn't make sense to my mind to have an encounter. So if there's something that you need to push past, let's 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 get with the program. Let's push past something. Let's push past something. Even if it's just to I've run around the sanctuary numerous times and said what's the purpose? It breaks fear and it will break pride. It will break pride off of you.